0: Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Once again, we thank you for this moment. We exalt, and give you all the praise, glory and adoration. We come before you for instruction. We ask for revelation of your person unto us. But Jesus, will speak to Peter and said, You haven't gotten this from man's knowledge, but God has revealed this to you. Let us be of a portion, even as we search the word." In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. All right, so I think this is going to be part number three of our series on the kingdom of all the violence of the kingdom, or kingdom taken by violence, and whatever you want to call that. Kingdom separate violence, and the violence taken by force. Amen. So, um, our test again is Matthew 11, verse number 12 and 13. And I would like us to read tonight, starting with Amplified Translation. Matthew 11, 12 and 13. Amplified translation. And from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violence assault, and violent men sees it by force as a precious prize. That's what I want you to pick. A precious prize. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and extant exertion. The violent taken by false. And I want you to know this. It's talking about violent salt, and violent men seized by false as a precious prize. That's what I want you to note, and it's important. The reason why they are pushing into the kingdom is because they find value in the kingdom. They've been able to see how precious the kingdom is as compared to all other things that they might be pursuing or looking for. And scripture precisely tells us, Jesus speaking in Matthew chapter six, remember this story? And it says seek forth the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. So the emphasis is first the kingdom. Now, you can't push into the kingdom until you see why you got to seek the kingdom first. Hallelujah. So yeah, Jesus is saying, men are pushing into the kingdom, and they are seeing value in the kingdom as a precious price. That is why they are going to the kingdom. I've been trying to explain this all over. And what uh, the last post I did, I mentioned that. You, if you read the New Testament, you see that the word kingdom is used 162 times, only the New Testament. And then when you look at the word grace, grace is used 170 times between that is the old and the new put together. is 117. But grace is used 162 times only in the New Testament. I mean kingdom. Like I mentioned last week, baptism is used just about 62 times in the Bible. So where is the value that we have today? Jesus, even the the New Testament writer they have more value for the kingdom than those of us claiming to be New Testament believers. Because if they can begin to emphasize the kingdom 162 times as compared to any other thing you're preaching. You're preaching grace today. I have no problem with preaching grace. But, get the comparison and see where the value lies. Where is the priority? 162 only New Testament as compared to 170 older New Testament in the word grace. Hallelujah. So the reason why we are not talking about the kingdom or preaching the kingdom of God is because we haven't seen the prize that is in it. We haven't seen the value that is in the kingdom. We haven't seen it. Praise God. And so for those who have seen it, they're pushing their way into it. Those who have seen how precious the kingdom is, they're pushing their way into it. That's the violence we're talking about. So violence is not you trying to get back what's been taken from you by maybe the devil boy, maybe a witch or something like that. That is not what violence is in this context. It's talking about how you forcing your way into it because you have seen something that you want to go get it. You don't want anybody to stop you from getting it. Praise God. A lot of my friends are finding it difficult to comprehend. Uh, what I mean is why I'm so concerned about the message of the kingdom. Because you see, what are we really talking about? Jesus made it so clear from his word that if the peace we're looking for is supposed to be found within the kingdom of God. There is no nation on earth today that is not looking for peace. Even for all nations to come together and find a united nations, what was the purpose? Or what is the purpose? Is to make peace to be available on the earth. And Jesus said. You'll pray the will of God, which is peace, which is righteousness. Let it be made available where on the earth, through the message of the kingdom. But we've left all of that and we're preaching fragmented messages that suit our thinking. And still conclude that we're doing the work of God. Hallelujah. Let's look at Luke chapter 4 again. And verse 42. 3 and verse 44. Take it from any simpler translation you want. Luke chapter 4, verse 43 and 44. Jesus was in a particular city teaching anyway. And he wanted to leave the place. And the Bible said, but he said to them, I must preach the good news, the kingdom. Go to verse 42 first, let's see. 42. Now, and when break came, he left Peter's house and went into an open desert, or isolated desert place. And the people looked for him until they came up to him and tried to prevent him from leaving them. What was he doing? That these people were becoming so, I mean, concerned, and they said, we don't want you to leave us. What is it that they were doing? Look at the next thing. But he said to them, I must preach the good news, the gospel of the kingdom of God to other cities and towns also. For I was sent for this purpose. He has a purpose. Why he was sent? What was the purpose? The kingdom. Why? Because with the kingdom, peace will reign on the earth. With the kingdom, men will find their citizenship. Amen? Those people called Christians will come to that understanding that they belong to a citizen, I mean they are citizens of a particular kingdom and the lives that all the kingdom begin to be made manifest on the face of the earth. And Jesus said, this is why I came. That men will come into God's kingdom, begin to have the spirit. In fact, there is no message you preach that will bring you into the realization of your sonship or that image of, of the kingdom. Any other message you're preaching can't bring you to sonship. It only tells you the benefit you get for either believing God or whatever the case may be. But you can see be operating as a slave. And somebody said, What do you mean by that? You see, Israel got all of the gifts that God had for them, naturally speaking. But the Bible said they were slaves. You know why? In Romans chapter 8, the Bible says, We have not received the Spirit of God anymore to fear or to be bondage. The word bondage that means slaves. And guess what? Galatians 4, Paul compared the process of Mount Sinai with Mount Zion. And he said Mount Sinai is Haggai and Ishmael. Is that okay? And he said it turned out to Jerusalem, which now is, and is in bondage with our children. So they were slaves. So it compares that God's economy to that of a slave. He guy being a slave girl. And it caused that bondage. And when the Bible says you have not received the spirit of bondage anymore, what it's trying to say is about we the spirit of his son. We will cry what Abba Father. What he's saying is, we are not under any law under any rule, but now we are sons of God, not slaves. Now what I'm trying to say is this, there is no message you preach that reveals your sonship to you other than the message of the kingdom. Every other thing is gift. Gift of grace, gift of this, gift of that. I don't know if you follow what I'm saying. But remember what happened in the book of Genesis, right? When Abraham... God woke up Abraham and told him about what's going to happen. The Bible made us understand precisely that God, I mean, Abraham called the children and the wife of Keturah, the wife Keturah. Remember that? Genesis 25. Called Keturah and called all the children. The Bible said, give them gifts that Isaac, the son, may inherit. Sons inherit. Slaves don't inherit. Children of the concubine, they don't inherit nothing. In God's kingdom. They live on gifts. There's a big difference between you living on gifts. And living on your inheritance. Only sons can inherit. Hallelujah. In Genesis 22. Take time to read that. When Abraham was to go. Offer the sacrifice of Moriah, As God instructed him. The Bible says on the third day. When they got to the point, Third day. The scripture says he asked his servant to stay back and he went only with his son. There are some realms that someone can assess when it comes to the things of God. And these are realms of gift. You understand that? The servant had to stay back. He wasn't allowed to cross to where himself and his son was going to. We are talking about sonship, what belongs to you as a son, not gift that you get. So all of those simple preachers are just not about gift. Grace is just a gift. It's nothing more than that. You, and the greatest of gift you can find in the ministry of grace in Jesus Christ. That's the greatest gift God has given to mankind without you laboring for it. What else are you going to talk about grace? Your sins are forgiven. That's a gift. Is there anything more than that? But where is your sonship? That's the question. The only message that can bring you into the realm of sonship to realize and receive your inheritance is the message of the kingdom. But there's the most neglected message on the face of the earth. Guess what? Check all the Bible colleges on the wall today. You can't see the kingdom message being taught in their syllables. Go check it. Pastor Francis here went to Bible college. You can ask him. All the way in Malaysia. He went to Bible school there ask him if they ever taught them anything about the kingdom message you can't see it in any school the best of all theological school with their degrees being offered they don't have any access understanding by measure of the kingdom why you go ask them and yet they claim to be those representing god how can the world come into their understanding? How can the world come into their inheritance? How can the world come to a place of full realization of even that which Christ has done? reconciling reconciling us back to God to become sons. You can verify. Check all the schemes, syllabuses of all the Bible schools, all the theological schools. You are not going to sign anything about the kingdom of God. Isn't it amazing? Amen. The most neglected, the most uncared for message on the face of the earth today is the message that Jesus preached. It's the message that Jesus said, we should preach. That's what people don't think about. That's what people don't preach. That's what they don't bother about. And people are going to sign and say, David, you talk too much about the kingdom. I can't talk too much about it. I, I mean, it can never be too much. Because that's the only message God said we should preach. That is why we are alive. When you pray, say, our Father, which are the heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. What's the will of God? The peace of God. As it is done in heaven. As it were. Heaven is peaceful. God want the earth to be peaceful. How else can you bring that to pass? than the measure of the kingdom. But men don't care about that. The church doesn't care about that. Hallelujah. Go back with me to Mark 16, I mean, Luke 16, verse 16, message translation. We got a message, we got a commission, we got an understanding about what God is doing. And it's important. Luke 16, 16, message translation. God's law and the prophet climax in John. Now it's all kingdom of God. Hmm. And I want you to look at this. You understand that? God's messages. The law and the prophet, climb climax, that means the end in John. But after John, now is the kingdom of God. Sometimes I wonder whether people read these things. Hmm? Sometimes I wonder whether they do read it. Hallelujah. And he said, what is the kingdom of God? The glad news and compelling invitation to every man and woman. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, explain here to what it means to be violent about the kingdom of God. The law and the prophet went to John. The law and the prophet continued to be the sole teachers till John came and he was the first person who began to proclaim the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. The good news. And now, whoever wishes to be made a partaker. Of the blessings of that kingdom must find his way or her way where? Into the kingdom, rush into it as much as he can to be able to get a blessing. That's what Jesus was saying. But again, let me show you something here which is very mysterious. When Jesus was making this statement to the Jews, he was trying to tell them this thing. The hour we are now is very short. When the Roman soldiers will come to Jerusalem to destroy it, I'm inviting you to get into the kingdom that I'm talking about so that you can escape the destruction that will be coming to Jerusalem in AD 70. That's the invitation you see there. Are you there with me? So we find that. Those who wish to be saved. As at that time. must of necessity imitate those. Who take a city. The kingdom by storm. By rushing into it without delay. Just as the Roman soldiers. Rush into Jerusalem. And over around the city. It is on record that those who believe what Jesus was saying were not destroyed in their siege in AD seventy. They all left the city. Don't turn this or put it off. It's affecting the mic, somebody. Hallelujah. Did you understand what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So when he said every man presses into it, here we are saying that the publicans, the sinners, All those people that were discriminated against by the priesthood and the scribes, they were eagerly moving into the kingdom because they saw something most precious. They got to understand them beyond what the Pharisees and the scribes were saying. They were moving away from legalism. They were moving away from the tradition that was obtainable at that particular time. They were coming to a new season that God has ordained, that Jesus was proclaiming, right from the days of John the Baptist. They were able to design the signs of the time. Remember Jesus told them that? They say, you are the one that will say, well, it's cloudy, it's going to rain, it's sunny, whatever the case may be. So, say, but you are unable to design the signs of the time. What sign was he talking about? The science of the time means Jews about to be destroyed by the Romans. And you, though religiously, very okay. Geographically, you can see, well, but you are able to design the punishment that is coming upon you. Because you have no spiritual understanding. Hallelujah. Are we still here? So that's what it means by the law and the prophet. We're on to John. So what is the spirit of those that are pressing into the kingdom? It is first and foremost those who have come to have the accurate knowledge of the value of the kingdom of God. Again, Matthew 13 verse 44. Matthew 13 verse 44. Hallelujah. The kingdom of heaven is like something... Precious, remember what we said before in Mighty 12, I mean 11, 12, and 13? Something precious buried in the field, which a man found and hid again. Then, what's going on? Then, let me read from here, if you can keep it steady for me. Hallelujah. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto treasures hid in the field. The Which when a man had found he hid it, and for joy thereof goeth and sell it all that he had and buy that field. Hence scripture says, Buy the truth and sell it not. And I want you to get this. Did you see that? The kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field. That the which when a man have found or found the field, he hid it, and for joy thereof he goeth and selleth praise the living God all that he had and did what so that he be able to buy that field. It is only those who have been able to see the kingdom of perspective. Now look at twenty three verse twenty three. Proverbs twenty-three, verse twenty-three: Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and what understanding. Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and what understanding. So what you see? Might you take in there? Is what Solomon is trying to explain here. Men have been able to see what the kingdom is. And they can trade that for anything else. What I mean is, they've come to the point of saying, I can lose anything just to acquire the kingdom. They've been able to see treasure in the kingdom. They've been able to see value in the kingdom. And every other thing doesn't amount to, I mean, the value they're seeing, so they are they can give out anything just to obtain what the kingdom of God. Praise God. So it's a bad truth that silent knots. Don't trade the knowledge you are receiving for anything else when it comes to the kingdom of God. Don't trade it out for any kind of porridge. That may be so exciting whatever to you because it's popular. If you understand what the value is of the kingdom. No, you can sell any other thing to purchase it. Because within the kingdom is treasure. Go back to it. Matthew 13 verse 44. Take from a simpler translation again. The kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field which when a man hath found. Now take it from Amplified Translation again. Try. I just want you to see that. The kingdom of heaven is like something precious buried in a field which a man found and hid again. He saw the treasure, he hid it. Then he in his door he goes and sells all he has and does what? Buys that field. Why is it buying the field? Because there is a treasure in the field. Did you see that? So, Solomon will now tell us in my view, I mean, Proverbs 23 23. Buy the truth and sell it not. Hallelujah. Come on, are you, are you there with me? So for some of us, no matter what you offer us, no matter what you think you want to offer me, I can forsake the message of the kingdom to get what you have. I have value. I've seen something that the natural eyes cannot see. I've seen something that the religious spirit cannot behold. I've seen something that is driving me. And I'm prepared to... Forsake anything I prepare to sell any other thing just to make sure I have that treasure that's in the kingdom. Praise God. Are we still here? So, what we say here in Maij 23, I mean Proverbs 23 23 is it is very simple. You can't trade the truth of the kingdom of God for anything else. You can't. Your religious zeal can't equate the truth and the values of the kingdom of God. If you truly know what it means or what it stands for. You can invest in the kingdom without being forced to do so. I mean, you can invest in the kingdom without being forced to do so. Like I mentioned in the case of Joseph of Arimathea, I mentioned that the other time. Let me give you a scripture for that. Mark 15 verse 42. Mark 15, verse 42. And now when evening was come, because it was a preparation, that is the day before the Sabbath. Verse 43. Joseph of Arimathea, an honorable counselor, which also waited for the kingdom of God, came and went in boldly unto Pilate and craved the body of Jesus. I want you to know the reason why he did that. He waited for the kingdom. Amen? What was the next thing? And Pilate marveled if he were already dead. And he calling unto him, the centurion, he asked him whether he had been dead, I mean, any anyway. while. And so the next one says, And when he knew it of the centurion, he gave the body to who? To Joseph. But I want you to see the reason why he did that. What was the reason? He was waiting for what? The kingdom of God. He saw something. Don't forget, this man was a rich man. He was a counselor. He was a man this high and I mean, he was a popular man, in quotes. And I try to explain to you, one of the things so precious about this man's life is, for the Jewish people, one of the things that you do as a rich man is to have your own grave ready before your death. So his grave was ready. He already paid for it. He already prepared it for his death. And that precious thing, which he, which he had for himself, he sold out, in quote, he gave it out to oh, who? To Jesus. Why? He was waiting for the kingdom of God. He has an understanding. Even while he was among the centurion, the centurion, I mean, in quote, the council on it. There is something he was only thinking about. The kingdom of God. For the Jews, the always Spirit, expecting the Messiah to come to set up his kingdom. How many of you remember? In Acts chapter 1, the disciple asked Jesus a question. Are you going to set up the kingdom? Verse number 6. Are you going to set up the kingdom when you come again the second time? Every one of them were expecting the kingdom of God. How come when the kingdom manifested in Jesus, they couldn't recognize that? Religion blind their eyes. Even the disciples of Jesus, remember I told you, they could not still believe who Jesus was. They have no clue yet. Even when Mary Magdalene had to break the alabaster box, I told you the last time, they were shouting, how can that be? This is a waste. But here we are people who were supposed to have understanding about the kingdom? They have not seen the preciousness of the kingdom. Religiously, they were still blind. But we're going to church, in quote, just like you and I. Hmm? So those who saw something ahead of time, like Joseph Arimathea, they invested in the kingdom. You can invest in the kingdom without you being pushed. Only because you've discovered something that nobody else can tell you about. It's going to be by revelation that you understand what the kingdom is. To the Jews, Jesus was just like any other man, a criminal, in in quote. But for somebody like Joseph, no, no, no. This is the kingdom that we're waiting for. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so what happened? What Joseph did fulfill a scripture? Isaiah 53, verse number 9. Isaiah 53, verse number 9. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Can you get that? This is the scripture that the grave of Joseph fulfilled. And I've always made you to understand something. Every one of you. Was born to fulfill the scripture. When he had John the Baptist. Who are you? He said I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. That was from Isaiah. I mean if you remember that. Praise God. There is something God brought you here for. That's why you got to find out who you are. You got to seek who you are before the father. You say, if you seek me, you'll find me. Praise God. So those who truly understand the kingdom will never debate whether to tie it or not to tie it. Whether it have what belongs to God or belongs to the kingdom. No, no, no. I mentioned that the last time. The people of Mary Magdalene. They have to go break the alabaster box. They are not going to debate. How expensive it is. Praise God. Hallelujah. Those who have seen the kingdom. Are those who can partner. With the ministers of God. Those are those who have seen the kingdom. Let me give you an example. Isaiah 4. I mean Philippians 4. Verse 15. Amplified translation. Let's read it up to verse 17. We're going to do it to verse 19 if you will. Philippians 4, I said. Look at Philippians chapter 4. Praise God. Philippians 4. Look at verse 15. And you Philippians yourself well, know that in the early days of the gospel ministry, when I left Macedonia, no church or assembly enter into partnership with me and open up a debit and credit account in giving and receiving except you only. And I want you to know this. No other church did that. In your partnering with anybody ministry, you are opening a debit and a credit account. <laughs> Hallelujah. For even in Thessalonian or Thessalonica, you sent me contributions for my needs. And not only one, but a second time. Not that I seek an home or eagerly for your gift, but I do seek an eager for the fruit which increases to your credit the harvest of blessing that is accumulating to your account glory did you see that these are people who are seeing what the kingdom is you opening a credit and a debit account you are debiting, then you are being credited so don't ever think your partner with the ministry is in vain. No. You are opening a debit and a credit account in the spirit dimension. Hallelujah. So go to verse 19. Having said that, what did he say? And am my God. What it is, oh my God. The God I serve in the kingdom the God that I preach about in relation to the kingdom of God and my God will liberally supply fill to the full your every need according to his riches in glory, in In Christ Jesus you can't quote the scripture when you are not in partnership with anybody it was not a prayer for the church it was a prayer for those who are partnered with this ministry can anybody get that? So, if, if, you, if you're quoting this scripture, Philippians 4 verse 19, and you are not partnering with anybody, then what you're actually doing is you're bridging it, you're having 419. You know what that means? That means you are 419. But when you're in partnership, you are in chapter 4 verse 19. But when you're not in partnership, you are in 419. You're trying to get where you have not invested. That's 419. Yes, come on. Only those who have come to know what the kingdom is, they are the people that invest in the kingdom. They are in partnership with people, partnership with ministries that are sharing the truth of God's word. It doesn't matter how much you want to invest in there because they believe what they've come to see, remember? Mighty 13, they've seen the field, they've seen the treasure in the field. They can give up anything just to obtain that treasure. Hallelujah. Praise God. Like I mentioned the last time, these people like Rahab, the harlot, people knew her to be a harlot, but he saw something in the life of the children of Israel coming They find that this was God's kingdom. She took charge, kept the people, preserved them, set them away safely. That's partnership. And what's the next thing that happened? Herself and the household were saved when Jericho was destroyed. The partnership she had with those who come with the message of the kingdom is what saved her and her life. Saved the entire family. Because she believed in the cause of God. Hallelujah. Seeing the kingdom present to it, it's more than religiously ranting. No, it's a life of commitment to God and secretly in your service. Let me show you something here. Second Timothy 1.19 It's not about the noise you make. You see, I got got people in this church who partner with me in different dimensions. I want to let you know today that God who sees in the secret will reward you in the open. Amen? Those who are in partnership with me in this church, that's my prayer for you. This message for tonight is strictly for you. It is what you've seen that makes you to do what you're doing, and God is not going to let you go. He fulfill His word in your life, because in so doing, you have opened a debit and a credit account, and it's done secretly. If Paul never said that about the Philippian Thessalonica church, nobody knew. Amen. So look at that. What did I say? Second Timothy two nineteen. Hallelujah. Now just bring it up. Okay, leave it. But the firm foundation of laid by God stands, sure and unshakable, bearing this seal inscription. The Lord knoweth those who are his. Amen? And let everyone who names himself by the name of the Lord give up all iniquity and stand aloof from it. But what I want you to get is in A part. The Lord knoweth those who are his means he you know those who are investing in the kingdom without being forced to do so. Is that Okay yes so your secret commitments are open before god and in that which you are doing you are opening a debit and a credit account unknown to you by implication you have an atm card hallelujah you can withdraw anytime because god's blessings are always full like he said in philippians the blessings are always there in your accounts. So you have a debit account. You can withdraw when you want to withdraw. Why? Because you are in partnership with those who are in the ministry proclaiming the kingdom of God. Paul said, By reason of your commitment, my needs will be met. And so God will supply your need. Hallelujah. According to his riches in glory. By Christ Jesus. So your commitment, friends, is not in vain. Your partnership is not in vain. You're doing all of that because you've seen something about the kingdom of God. Praise God. Are you still here with me? Man, we we yes, you know. I have given up everything. Men have told me, change your message so that you can attract. Not once, not twice. Change your message. Your message is not popular. I don't want to be popular. I just want to please God. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying here? Nobody preaches what you preach. Yes, I agree. I don't want to be popular, I just want to please God. That's the difference. I have had people spoken to me about that. Not once, not twice. But the thing is, I can't find anything else, even when I read the Bible. I can only see something about the kingdom of God. My own focus, I mean, by the spirit already given to me, I can't see anything else. I just want to please God. I just want to stay with him. Amen? Amen. I may not be as rich as other people, but I'm a blessed person because God is meeting my needs. Amen. Praise the Lord. Things are rough, but let me tell you: you know, in this house, I have a partner who gives me a full tank of petrol every month. How much is that? That is blessing coming to me in this house. Every month, I feel my car. If not, when things were still okay. Say so twice a month, go fill your car in my filling station. What other blessing do you think I'm looking for? I'm okay. As long as the message goes on, I'm okay. Don't tell me to change what I'm teaching. This is the truth. Are you following what I'm talking about? So friend, listen. We are not joking when it comes to this message. We are not going to compromise it when it comes to this message. We are satisfied. And we are content with what we have. Hallelujah. Yes, the house is not full. But that is not going to make us change the message or bring people in. No. Somebody walked here last month. I was about driving and the person just walked in. He said... I can see that you are the pastor of this place. I said yes. He said, "You see, I have been helping several pastors in this city." I said, "So what? What do you really want?" I was selling the car. He said, "There is something I can give to you now, and this church will be full." I said, "What do you mean by that?" I said, "Yeah, I mean a lot of pastors. I've been doing them. If you, this is my number. I stay by main garage." He gave me the description. Then I said, so what is that like you talking about? I said, no, if I just give it to you, your church will be full. So the question is, if my church is full, what would my conscience be telling me? How did they come in? Is it that they believe the message or this external force that dragged them in? If they come in because of something that had been done, are they born again into the kingdom? But you know, this is what everybody seems to be doing. And then you see big churches and the other case maybe. But I'm not going to be part of that. I'm just telling you what happened last month. Oh, it's last month. This is November. But I think it's the second week of October. Right here. He even gave me his phone number. He said, you just take my phone number. When you already call me. I'm not going to call. I'm not going to be ready for that. I'm just going to be preaching what I'm preaching. The Bible tells me in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 26-27 So when Saul was made a king, all those that God taught their hearts, they followed him. If you are not here it's simply because God have not taught your heart to follow me. But if you are here God taught your heart to follow me. And God is going to bless you for that. Praise God somebody. God bless you. Let me let you go. Amen. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org. God bless you.